Hello and welcome to Elite Week, episode 41. This is going to be an entry into a new category of Elite Week videos, the review series. These review videos will be far shorter than the average Elite Week and will be laser focused on breaking down a specific aspect or item in Elite Dangerous. This episode will be your review of Dev Diary number 2. I intend to take you through the footage released second by second and point out everything I noticed that may be of interest to you. For starters, let's just watch the video one more time so it's fresh in all our minds, and then let's get to picking it apart. There are timestamps available if you wish to skip ahead. So what's really unique about Odyssey in the Elite Dangerous Universe is that for the very first time we're going to allow people to set foot on the planets and in spaceports and explore the world in this new perspective. We've tried to maintain what we felt was a core part of Elite, which is freedom of choice. And we really embraced that with Odyssey and have transposed all of those careers back down onto an on-foot experience. So when you're picking your base suit in Odyssey, um, you're really picking it based on the career and activities that you want to undertake. Each of the suits has its own strengths and, and weaknesses. So for instance, there'll be a suit that skews towards exploration, a suit that skews towards combat, and also a suit uh, which uh, you might want to wear if you were to go scavenging, uh, hunting through wrecks to find bits of equipment that might be useful to you. Odyssey will provide players with a, a clear choice. They're free to take missions, either from mission boards or mission givers, or players can go out and explore. So we allow the player to disembark at outposts, planet ports, spaceports. So all of these are great places to find work and undertake missions, but also now you can go to our new settlements, which are a kind of more Dust Bowl Wild West um, towns that you'd found on the edges of civilization. When you find these settlements, I think you'll want to travel into them and, and see what the lay of the land is, uh, see what options and uh, opportunities they offer, and decide which way you're going to play. With Odyssey, for the first time, we'll have fully modeled and fully animated characters appearing in game, and, and they will feel part of the universe and extend the narrative that's there. They will be uh, moving through these spaces, you'll be able to interact with them, uh, some of them will speak to you, so we've had to work on getting those performances right. It's a whole new way of exploring the game. You'll hear the settlement, how alive it is, you'll hear announcers, you go into buildings and the soundscape changes. It's the very first time that you're experiencing the sounds of Elite Dangerous, not inside a ship or in, inside a little vehicle, but inside a body. Meeting people who you can relate to in places is the way you can feel grounded in this quite fantastical universe. And there's going to be a lot of players transferring from the main game who have never experienced this before but will understand how it feels to be in that universe. All of the NPCs that you encounter in Odyssey are all generated as part of the background sim. So if I go to a port or a settlement, the NPCs that I'm going to find there will be affiliated with the faction that owns that settlement. So we're driving some personality into our NPCs via the background sim connection, uh, and I think that's an amazing addition. One of our new features and new characters um, works for a corporation called Apex Interstellar. Players will be able to book journeys to and from ports within jump range. This gives a way for those players to actually move around the galaxy for a relatively cheap uh, fee and experience gameplay uh, away from the ports themselves. 
So within the on-foot gameplay, the, the primary way of earning credits is to actually undertake missions uh, and obviously complete them successfully. Um, but you can also do some slightly more nefarious acts. Maybe you would, you'll go to settlements and steal items and sell them onto the, um, the black market. Or you could become an explorer and, and collect samples from our new organic life. With Odyssey, we've worked really hard to maintain player agency. We want players to have the choice about how they play Elite. If players want to continue in their ship gameplay, absolutely. If they want to engage in on-foot gameplay, perfect. If they want to do both, even better. And that really has always been at the heart of Elite. It's, it's not the game we're telling you how to play, it's the game that you are creating your own story in. We're really looking forward to seeing how our players take that story forward and, and how they develop it. Okay, so they're dropping heat right out of the box here. The opening scene is a man watching from inside a bar while a Cobra approaches for landing uh, inside an asteroid space station. The man has a rifle slung over his shoulder. Several other people are in frame. Uh, they have pistols clearly visible. A man sits alone working on a data slate. A man you will see later from a different angle and who I suspect may be a CD contact found in bars, is at a booth with a woman. It's clear that both the lighting effects and the atmospheric effects inside the station are a graphical upgrade from the existing stations. The lighting effects were specifically confirmed by Frontier on their live stream. I want you to note the key people that I've just pointed out to you because you're going to see them later from different viewpoints and that establishes the location that you're at is the same location. So 10 seconds in we get the title episode 2 choice forging your path. 13 seconds in Pierce Jackson game director. For the first time we're going to allow people to set foot on the planets and in the spaceports and explore the world from this new perspective. At 18 seconds in, a commander approaches on foot to Aster's Hope 2 settlement as a ship flies overhead. The familiar archway entrance we often see in Elite is augmented with a barricade and military-style checkpoint manned and with a turret anti-personnel weapons on either side. The perimeter seems to be further ringed with what could be lights but could also be some form of an electric fence or shield, force shield, whatever, that appears to be currently powered down. In the background on the left are power generators and a communications hub. The center appears to be a HAB building and the right a production building. The reason why I say that that's what they appear to be is you'll see in later pictures. Just go with me for a second. At the 22nd mark, our first shot inside the spaceport of Freehold. This appears to be the central corridor, which I suspect will lead commanders from the hangar access area into the various facets of this port. The lower level has a seating area on the left where a man in regular clothing is working on a data slate. His right leg is slightly clipping through the bench. Another man is sitting there in an augmented suit of some kind watching him. There's a central walkway that leads to a stairway that splits left and right on the upper level. To the left, clearly visible are signs for Apex Interstellar and Pioneer Supplies. 
partially visible overhead is signage directing people to the services on offer. Straight back is a window into the inner docking area of this station. At 23 seconds, Gareth Hughes, lead designer. We've tried to maintain what we feel is a core part of Elite, which is freedom of choice. 30 seconds, Pierce Jackson, game director. And we really embrace that with Odyssey and have transposed all of those careers back into an on-foot experience. Now let's examine that for a moment. If you're taking all of the gameplay loops or, or careers and you're transposing them on foot, so okay, you've got combat. Let's just kind of take it in the most general of senses. You've got combat, so ship combat, FPS combat, makes sense. Exploration, well, you can fly around in your ship and you can scan planets for you know whatever biological sites and this that and the other uh, you can be the first to map a planet etc well now you can be the first to have boots on the ground on a planet and you can be the first to scan bio data or whatever on on various life forms whether it be plant-based or fungus or whatever different types of of uh biological life forms we have now or will have in the future uh, and trade well on a ship you can you know trade goods you, you load them up and you fly them from one place to another and sell them um, you've got smuggling now I don't know how but I have faith that they've worked out some way for trade and smuggling and, and whatnot to uh, to happen on foot. And they actually do refer to the smuggling part or, or selling stolen goods actually later. So we'll get to that. 38 seconds in, Pierce Jackson, game director. So when you're picking your base suit in Odyssey, you're really picking it based on the activities you want to undertake. Each of the suits has its own strengths and weaknesses. All right. So let's stop right there and look at this. You never would say the word base suit unless, by definition, you know, there's either a modularity or augmentation capability for the suits. So when you say, when you're picking your base suits, basically what I think they're hinting at very, very strongly here is that just like you have your ship, that has, you know, I've got this base ship and then I have these modules that I put in, I think you'll be able to have your base suit that is a this type of suit or that type of suit and then tweak and engineer and whatever up the modules that you have on, on that suit to make it, okay, this one is a little more tanky armor-wise or this one has a jetpack that goes a little further or faster or this one has a slightly increased oxygen supply or... You know, this one has, uh, you know, boots that have special climbing something, or this one has whatever. Um, we'll get to some more details on, on thoughts on that going forward here. At 42 seconds in, there's an in-depth look at a base suit, clearly showing there's a hard collar connection between the arms and the gloves, which I found interesting because, you know, okay, maybe you'll have different gloves that have different capabilities 51 seconds in. This is the first footage of combat armor suit complete with a uh, baby Darth Vader helmet and a beefy angled plating. 
body armor augmenting most of the visible areas. 48 seconds in. Chris Gregory, art director. So for instance, there will be a suit that skews towards exploration, a suit that skews towards combat, and also a suit that you might want to wear if you are to go scavenging hunting through wrecks to find bits of equipment that might be useful to you. Okay, so first off, we now have three confirmed suit types, base suit types. We have the scavenging suit, the exploration suit, and the combat suit. But in addition to that, they just dropped a bomb here with a whole new gameplay loop. We will be scavenging wrecks for bits of equipment. So it makes you wonder if they will be seeding planet sides with sort of signal sources for us to go out and scavenge on foot just as we do high-grade signal sources for material. Also, could this hint at EVA possibilities now or possibly in the future? Super, super interesting. Cannot wait to find more out about that. At the 57 second mark is the first footage of this scavenging suit. It has knee pads, uh, a belt with lots of pouches, two bandoliers, augmented shoulder pads on the right arm. There is a wrist computer that seems to show sort of it's got a wide screen area that shows readouts for various things. At one minute in, Gareth Hughes, the lead designer. Odyssey will provide players with a clear choice. They're free to take missions either from the mission boards or mission givers. Or players can go out and explore. At 1 minute and 5 seconds in, there's the first clear view of the signage directing people to the services on offer at the asteroid base. It's the same central walkway from before and the two men sitting on the left at the same split stairway. But your viewpoint is now that you're farther back and centered in the walkway, allowing you to see what looks like refuse disposal chutes on the left wall and a walkway that you cannot see down going to the right. There's a weirdly barricaded platform on the right side that seems to be maybe a place for storage bins. Uh, the same stairs as before, but now you can see that there's a catwalk above you and the central walkway above the recess skylights into the main central docking area. And the most important thing, you can now clearly make out the signage in full. It lists the following locations. Apex Interstellar Transport. This will be shown in more detail and explained later. Basically, it's a shuttle service to take you from one location to another. This will alleviate the need for having a bubble bus type ship to get around shows also the lounge slash pilot's bar. I don't need to explain to you what a bar is, but I will comment that the various uh, scenes of it through this video show it to be a very large portion of the real estate accessible in the stations. I believe that this is the social hub uh, that Frontier had been hinting at. Uh, as this is a video game and so the vodka on offer won't have any kick, one wonders why such a considerable amount of space was devoted to a location that does not, by definition, serve any purpose. Could it be that this is a location where various contacts are located? Mission givers, smugglers, interstellar factors, 
could there be actual gameplay mechanics such as playing poker or other gambling? Uh, is this where players can mark themselves for entry into some collective combat? Frontier has stated that Odyssey will contain some joint operations where commanders on foot and in SRV and in ships will work together in some coordinated assault to achieve objectives. So the TLDR version here is, I don't know what they're putting in here, but I suspect it will probably be multiple facets of interaction, and I'm greatly looking forward to it. Who knows? Maybe they'll put in some karaoke. Please, God, don't. All right, the next location is Pioneer Supplies. This will be featured later in the video. It's a store for buying suits, weapons, and who knows what else, possibly consumables of various types. Also, Frontline Solutions. Again, big question mark. We'll get into this later, but it's pure speculation. Also is Inter Astra. Now, I strongly suspect that this is your vehicle dealership, your shipyard, ship sales, whatever. I'll explain further later. Also, we've got Vista Genomic. I have no clue what this is, but it could be where you take your plant samples and such, but it also could be a place where you augment your commander or any one of a thousand other tantalizing options we will have to see. One minute and seven seconds in. Here we get the first look at the on-foot version of a mission board in a station. A commander with a rifle and a pistol, clearly visible, is checking a mission board. Around the area there are no less than five people visible. They're seeming to be just sort of standing around awkwardly in various spots and look to me to be extremely suspect. I submit that there's a very good chance that several of these are going to be mission givers that was mentioned in the voiceover for the section of this footage. Of particular note is the dude in all black standing by the wall next to what appears to be a massive hologram table. He may as well have an exclamation mark over his forehead. Like this guy screams mission giver. Okay, so looking at the mission board itself, here's what we can see. The top left panel indicates connected to freehold, Artemis system, inner Orion spur. Then there's an icon showing it to be an asteroid station. Under that it says Chancellor Aaliyah Galloway with her picture. And she is saying, hello commander, we are, I think it says pleased and honored to have you here. Under the greeting it shows that she is from Artemis resistance faction with their system influence percentage and faction state. Also, they are pledged to Zermina Turval. Under this, there are three panels, a mission board panel, a complete missions panel, and authorities with the little, the same little police badge and logo that you see wherever you have to pay off your fine or, you know, collect your, your combat bonds or whatever. Under this is a long thin panel which has a Galnet logo and shows local news this panel has on offer. There is a dot indicator showing that you can swipe through several pages of news options. Under this is an exit button, which to me indicates that you interface with the board. When you go up to the board, you'll click on it to interface on it and it will bring up a full screen of the actual board uh, you know, just to be efficient and, and to have it as easily viewable as possible. And once you're done with this, and you don't want to interact with the board anymore, 
you will click that exit and it will return you from the full screen board to your actual sort of usual walking around view. On the right full side of the screen is a large panel that shows your name, your arcs and credit balances, and your local rep at the top. And then for some reason, there's a picture on the screen of you, I guess, which is the one that they showed a picture from like starting at your shoulders and ending at your crotch. No picture of your head. I'm not sure what that's about. And there's a button at the bottom, which I cannot make the wording out of. One minute and 10 seconds in, Pierce Jackson, game director. So we allow the player to disembark at outposts, planet ports, space ports. All these are great places to find work and undertake missions. But also, now you can go to our new settlements, which features kind of more Dust Bowl Wild West towns that you find on the edges of civilization. At 1 minute and 22 seconds in on the screen, there's a second shot from Aster's Hope 2. Clearly visible in the left is a building with HAB uh, as a large indicator on the roof showing that this is a habitat building. The building in the center frame is a view of a prod or production building that you will see signage for later. This building has stairs on the left leading to the roof uh, or the outer entry of some recessed second level. Uh, it has two large smokestacks and has matching circular airlocks on the left and right side for foot traffic, uh, which we'll see more of later, as well as a much larger airlock slash loading dock clearly intended to drive vehicles through. This loading dock entry looks to be able to accommodate multiple SRVs or maybe one of a larger work truck slash dump truck type SRV thing. Uh, let's see here. Stacked up outside all over the outpost appears to be large crates of various types. In the center frame is a guard who appears to be wearing a combat type helmet but over casual looking clothing. Uh, he has shoulder pads on that are the same as the type that were showed before on the scavenging outfit but he does not appear to have any kind of a wrist comp. Instead, he appears to have some armored bracers and uh, he, uh, he's got regular looking pants. They look like they could be jeans tucked into armored boots. Uh, this mishmash of armor and clothing further hints at the modularity of suit types. Uh, he's holding a rifle of some type in a relaxed manner, but is clearly uh, a patrol or sentry on duty. Uh, dotted around the facility are various overhead lamps that are off. The thin atmosphere allows for clear visibility of various stars in the background despite the daylight. And the visual effects on the ground are amazing. Uh, where there are clearly plates dropped outside to provide a flat surface area, uh, but that's been overtaken by dust and some stones and natural wearing. All of the shadows appear to be consistent and proper. One minute and 26 seconds in, Chris Gregory, the art director. When you find these settlements, I think you'll want to travel into them and see what the lay of the land is, see what options and opportunities they have on offer, and decide which way you're going to play. One minute and 28 seconds. On screen, you see a different view of the same buildings from before with the guard. 
Uh, now it's two people in suits, both with jetpacks and rifles and sidearms, walking up to the HAB building past a bunch of crates and canisters. Some of the crates are marked, indicating that they are 800 kilogram capacity with further identification markers. All of these crates and canisters have clear handholds for lifting and moving. The guard is not visible in the background, uh, indicating to me that he may be a patrol and not a posted sentry. Um, now that we're closer, we can see that the HAB and PROD, or Habitat and Production, are both buildings marked as Cormac Enterprise facilities. Uh, the HAB facility they are approaching, uh, the airlock has two clearly visible windows uh, that you can see inside. There are office lights and various other aspects visible, indicating to me that it would be possible to see into or out of these buildings' windows and that they are not separately instanced. The prod or production facility in the background now, uh, from the angle we can clearly see that the stairs along the left side of the building lead up to a large platform with what appears to be either a large entryway or a small entryway that has a large window uh, above it uh, on the upper level. The smokestacks are now billowing. One minute and 30 seconds on screen. Okay, so this shot is good from a visual sense to show how this works, but supremely stupid from a practical sense. What we see here is the full circular airlock. We have seen it in several spots before, but this one is completely open on both sides. I'll let it go as the purpose of this video is to show you how these things work and the shot is perfect for doing that. But if these two people were to ever enter in this way, it would be murdering anyone inside of the building who is not locked into their suit. Okay, so back to the point. We see here the outer door leading outside of the circular room with various pipes and gauges. Obviously the purpose of that uh, is that only one door at a time would be ever be open. You know, once that door closes, the circular room uh, large enough to fit say a dozen people or so would normalize the air pressure and then the inner door would open. At no time in proper operation would both doors be open at once. At 1 minute and 33 seconds, we see a creepy looking woman with a sidearm wearing regular clothes uh, and gloves, no helmet, by a large hollow table. This one uh, is displaying what appears to be a 3D system map. In the far background above the walkway on the wall is a series of screens showing data for the planet. It indicates again the location is Aster's Hope 2 and appears to have detailed information on the topography of the planet. Uh, could this be a location to come and get information to start you on the hunt for minerals or mining locations or wrecks to scavenge? Who knows? One minute and 35 seconds in. Pierce Jackson, Game Director. With Odyssey, for the first time, we'll have fully modeled and fully animated characters appearing in-game, and they will feel part of the universe and extend the narrative that's there. 1 minute and 40 seconds and 1 minute and 42 seconds, screen showing the animation process. 1 minute and 48 seconds, Chris Gregory, Art Director. They will be moving through these spaces. You will be able to interact with them. Some of them will speak to you. So we've had to work on getting those performances right. 1 minute and 49 seconds on screen. 
back to the main walkway again, but now we are starting from the top of the stairs between the split stairways. You can now clearly see the kiosks and the stores on the left side upper level. Uh, from this viewpoint, far left is the walkway leading to the back of the area of Apex Interstellar, then the main kiosk desk for Apex Interstellar. Two armed men are talking a short distance in front of the counter while a third armed man stands with his back to them. Uh, near the counter appears to be a luggage cart. There's another person sitting on a bench nearby. Above Apex Interstellar appears to be a banner style readout, probably with scheduling information. Next to the Apex kiosk is the Pioneer Supply Store with various items for sale on display, including rifles, pistols, boots, and various other items in cases. To the right is the Bar Lounge. 1 minute 54 seconds in. Footage of motion capture animation being collected. 1 minute and 56 seconds in. Matthew Florian's principal audio designer. It's a whole new way of exploring the game. You'll hear the settlements, how alive it is. You'll hear announcements. You go into buildings and the soundscape changes. It's the very first time that you'll be experiencing the sounds of Elite Dangerous, not inside a ship or inside a little vehicle, but inside a body. At two minutes and two seconds in, the footage inside the Pioneer Supplies. Note, this is first-person view. Approaching the counter, uh, there's a woman in a very different-looking, possibly engineering suit. Behind the counter uh, with a co-worker uh, in what appears to be sort of battle armor uh, off to the right. Uh, to the left of the counter appears to be a pricing menu. There is a dolly with various crates and canisters uh, in front of the counter on the right side and another dolly with more canisters in the background to the left. There are various ammo cases on display on the wall to the left, some boots and other canisters to the right of that. Uh, then two full wall displays showing various rifles and pistols and even a shotgun in the center background along with various canisters below. Uh, above the counter are various banners for Remlock and Core Dynamics. Two minutes and four seconds in. Two men are talking while looking at rifles on display. Both are wearing identical uniforms with large hard pouches uh, hanging from chains on the left hip. Below the rifles, we see various cases and canisters, uh, one with a warning exclamation on it, probably indicating explosives, maybe grenades. Two minutes and 10 seconds in. The same lounge area from the opening shot, but the man looking out the window is missing. Now you see the same shady contact uh, looking man talking at a table with the same woman, uh, the same man on the data slate. Now you can see various other people lounging in the background and a large advertising display covering the back wall. Two minutes and 17 seconds in. Felix Islesley, principal animator. Meeting people who you can relate to in places is the way you can feel grounded in this quite fantastical universe. And there's going to be a lot of players transferring over from the main game who have never experienced this before, but will understand how it feels to be in that universe. Two minutes and 21 seconds in. Concept art footage. 
but it's very close to the final product of Pioneer Supplies. It appears that uh, there are grenades and boots are visible on the left wall, along with a display screen that clearly shows, quote, generator status with like a whole bunch of readouts and stuff. There's a bodysuit on display. One of the canisters on the ground has both the danger exclamation marker and also a medical cross, like a red cross marker. Um, there's a cigar burning in the ashtray on the counter and the banners over the counter also have now a manticore sign. Um, this is concept art, so take it with a grain of slight grain of salt, you know, but it's so damn close to the final product that these additional details deserve contemplation. Um, is this an indicator that, you know, we can get various power supplies for longer, you know, like maybe your combat one is going to be a shorter version of your of your power supply but your exploration one will last much much longer um, you know with regard to I, I think we're gonna see Vitadine nanomeds as, as your health packs in this you know FPS sort of version of the game and and I think that might be an indicator of that right there with the little red cross pack sign Again, I think we're going to see uh, uh, grenades. Um, just makes sort of sense. Uh, with regard to the cigar, uh, I think the way that things are going in society these days, they'll probably end up leaving that out of the game as far as they'll have Kamitru cigars and different things as reference points or whatever, but I don't think you'll see a lot of actual smoking. I could be wrong. We'll see. Two minutes and 24 seconds in. Concept art footage. Another walkway. Another sign shows locations that are already known. But in addition, there's a new one mentioned, which is Dropbox area. I'm super interested in what is this area. It doesn't appear on the other signs that we've seen. Two minutes and 32 seconds in. There's concept art of various uniforms. Two minutes and 32 seconds in, Gareth Hughes, lead designer. All of the NPCs that you encounter in Odyssey are all generated as part of the background sim. So if I go to a port or a settlement, the NPCs that I'm going to find there will be affiliated with the faction that owns the settlement. So we're driving some personality into our NPCs via the background sim connection. And I think that that's an amazing addition. 2 minutes and 39 seconds in. On screen, Frontline Solutions Kiosk. A woman who appears to be wearing the engineer scavenger type suit is talking to a woman behind the counter. The signs behind the counter say at the top in massive letters, join the fight. And then Frontline Solutions, much smaller at the bottom. The counter is equipped with a customer-facing display screen that seems to show a system map. Is this where you click on the map to bring up possible combined assaults to join? Or possibly where you sign up for transposition of CQC onto foot? So like some basically, you know, you, you sign up for it and it throws you into some Fortnite type, you know, go out there and fight people, CQC, whatever. Whatever it is, it's clear that they want you to sign up to a fight 
and the screen is meant for you to pick a spot or give you location about possible choices. In the background you see various people standing around including what appears to be someone eerily familiar. Remember the creepy woman in regular clothes last seen standing in front of the hollow table at Astor's Hope 2 that had a system display? Well, the person that you see there on this station, Freehold Station, seems to be her doppelganger. I don't know if this is an indication of, you know, that this is a same type mission giver that is in both locations. Who knows? Behind her is, a, again, windows showing the inner docking area of the asteroid base. Um, yeah, I just can't get over the presence of the doppelganger. Is that a coincidence? Yeah, I mean, it could be. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. At 2 minutes 46 seconds in, there's concept art that is clearly a hollow showroom for buying spaceships. And please, God, let them include different SRV types. Uh, there's a man behind the counter waiting for someone to buy something. Uh, he has a hollow screen with prices and information listed on the side there. To the left is a Saud Kruger banner display uh, sign. And behind that is a Zorgon Peterson poster with a mamba. On display at the large hollow table is a Corvette and on the wall to the right, it clearly shows Inter Astra. That's why I'm saying Inter Astra is your ship dealership. Two minutes and 55 seconds in, Pierce Jackson, game director. One of the new features and new character works for a corporation called Apex Interstellar. All right, I get saying, hey, one of the new features is this Apex Interstellar. It's a shuttle bus service. This is new. This is different. This is crazy and wacky. All right, cool. But one of our new features and new characters, and his eyes lit up when he said new character, what the hell is this about? Like, it doesn't make sense to me that you're going to have like, hi, I'm Judy, the ticket taker at Apex Interstellar, and that's going to be someone that the game director gets excited for. We've seen with Galnet stuff and other things that are going on now pre-Odyssey um, that it seems like the power play sort of aspect of the game is getting a little bit of a shakeup, maybe? Who knows? Um, I'm thinking... Maybe he's hinting at there's a new power play person coming in and maybe, you know, it says that this person works with or works for Apex Interstellar. Maybe this person, like uh, Lee Henri, is the head of Sirius Corp. Maybe there's a new power play person who's the head of Apex Interstellar. And if you pledge to that person, you get a, among other things, you get a discount on all of your shuttle bus rides or something i don't know but it 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 doesn't make sense to say to call out a new character there and when you say one of the new does that is that a hint that there's more power play characters coming uh am i reading too much into this you tell me in the comment section all right three minutes in gareth hughes lead designer 
players will be able to book journeys to and from ports within jump range. This gives a way for those players to actually move around the galaxy for a relatively cheap fee and experience gameplay away from the ports themselves. Three minutes in, there's concept art on the screen. Extremely close to the finished product, um, but now we get clear close-up view of several of the details from the final product that you can see, but we couldn't really make out the writing from a distance about Apex Interstellar. So the signage above the counter, and this is not only just from the concept art, these same signs, these same indicators and logos are on the actual you know, production footage that we've seen. So theoretically, the signage should match. Uh, but anyways, it says uh, from right to left, the first is a, is a visit Visit now, DSO ad. So, okay. It's a travel agency. They're telling you go to a vacation spot. Makes sense. After that is the Apex Interstellar Transport sign. Okay. Completely makes sense. Then it says fly with adder. And there's a picture of an adder there. So I guess that's what they use as transport ships. And then... This is the interesting part. It says destinations colon soul, and then it shows like soul. So it shows, I guess, the earth there. And it says to lave, and it, so the, you can see that like soul to lave is a one leg in the in a trip. Then lave to Akinar, then Akinar to Sirius, and along with those various where they'll show like a planet and like a line leading from one to the next. There are other various arms that are branching off that don't have any signage to wear to. But if they're saying here that you can go Sol to Lave, Lave to Akinar, Akinar to Sirius, those are some pretty decent sized jumps. I mean, they're not far, 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 but it's showing that you could probably book travel and get, you know, from key locations from one area to another fairly, you know, fairly well. The poster behind the checkout clerk shows a viper flying in atmosphere and there are three points marked on the map. Is it possible that they're showing, hey, there's, you know, this one planet has just right here in this view, three different destinations. Maybe they're going to have on these tenuous atmospheric worlds, you know, a lot more um, activity, whether it be settlements, outposts, whatever and a lot more options to go from one place to another on the same planet even. Three minutes and seven seconds in, there's concept art. Uh, I would suspect uh, that in the production footage where we see the walkway to the side of the Apex Interstellar kiosk, that walkway leads to this view. This shows signage overhead that states Apex Interstellar L1 through 4 with a pictographic indicator that people are to go into these circular chambers. Now, this could indicate elevators going to level one, level two, three, and four, uh, you know, to your, to your ship, to your platform where you board. Or it could indicate that these are sort of cryopods or something that you go into to be frozen and then you're thawed out at the other end of your now instant journey from your viewpoint in game only time will tell we'll have to see three minutes and 16 seconds in 
Pierce Jackson, game director. So within the on-foot gameplay, the primary way of earning credits is to actually undertake missions and obviously complete them successfully. But you can also do some slightly more nefarious acts. Maybe you could go to settlements and steal items and sell them into the black market. Or you could become an explorer and collect samples from our new organic life. Uh, again, as I stated before, when you're talking about transposing all of the on-ship abilities to do stuff into on-foot abilities, what he's talking about here is, you know, basically stealing items and, and so like piracy of some sort and then smuggling to, to get it into, you know, black markets or whatever. Three minutes and 19 seconds in. On screen, there's two people inside a building at Astor's Hope 2 looking out the window. Along the wall behind them uh, are panels with readouts of various aspects of their surroundings. Now this shot to me again highlights the fact that you can see inside of and outside of the window so people can see each other from the inside and outside. It's not like a separate sort of loading instance or whatever. Also, and this is interesting, you can see the area that they're looking at is just past the central archway uh, and of Astor's Hope 2. And now for the first time, you can see that there is an additional structure in the distance to the right of that arch from this vantage point. It's just up the hill a ways. Is that part of Astor's Hope 2 or is that a whole other? Maybe that's Astor's Hope 1 and maybe there's like a cluster of Astor's Hope 1, 2, 3, and 4 that are like all different sort of little chunks of a mining collective or something that are all you know within 500 to a thousand yards away from each other I don't know but I found that really interesting that that hints at either the structure is larger than you might have thought from the initial sort of viewpoint of walking in or it's surrounded by clusters of other structures that might be similar three minutes and 23 seconds in uh, on screen is just a man walking down a hallway uh, with crates lying around. Uh, didn't seem too special to me, but on closer inspection, the man uh, is in a suit with a jetpack and rifle and sidearm. Uh, he does not appear to be wearing a helmet, but he does seem to have some odd apparatus on his head over the right eye, over the, on the right side, possibly some... I don't know, something that looks like a, a Borg-style visor to augment your vision, or I, I don't know what it is, but I've replayed that like eight times watching it. I'm like, what the hell is that on the side of his head there? Take a look and tell me what you think. Three minutes and 29 seconds in. On screen at the bar, there's a woman in leathers at a table, two men at the bar facing away, one in a flight suit on a data slate, the other gray-haired with combat gear on, extra padding on the shoulders. Uh, there's a man in an old-school Battlestar Galactica-looking like black suit with like a gold collar uh, or trimming or whatever, uh, talking to another man in a standard Remlock suit. Uh, three minutes and 31 seconds in, on screen, yet another view from the same bar from the footage. Uh, at the beginning of the video, but now you're looking from almost the opposite view. Uh, you see much more uh, of the square footage of the bar. 
uh, if the man looking at the ship uh, was there in the footage here which which he's not anymore he would be on the far left side of the screen between those two long column lamps looking out the window uh, you can just make out that the window is there you can see much more of it overhead on the far side of where that man was standing that he's not there now uh, is the black woman in gray leathers facing away from the window and the guy with his arms crossed looking out the window our same shady dude in brown leathers is talking to the woman at the table same guy lounging on the far wall to the right under the advert display uh, now though you can see many more people lounging as well as make out on the far background the frontline kiosk you can see in the middle ground outside the bar uh, but before the front line, the same split stairs leading from the walkway below that goes to what I surmise is the hangar access area. So off screen, just around the corner to the right, if you were to exit the bar, you would be able to see the Pioneer store. And just past that to the right, again off screen, is the Apex Interstellar. I believe that makes the store that you can just make out to the left, but not really see any details of the Inter Astra dealership and that would put the Vista Genomics place tucked in on the far side of that around the corner to the left between that the the Inter Astra and the frontline kiosk three minutes and 38 seconds in Gareth Hughes lead designer with Odyssey we've worked really hard to maintain player agency we want players to have the choice about how they play elite if they want to continue in their ship gameplay absolutely if they want to engage in on foot gameplay perfect if they want to do both even better three minutes and 45 seconds in this is on-screen footage this is from inside the cobra that's coming into dock that the man at the beginning of the trailer was watching if you freeze frame at the exact moment of three minutes and 45 seconds you can see in the bottom center of the screen the building and the window that the man was looking out. It's just behind the lettering uh, in the cockpit of Proceed to Landing Pad 12. The windows are clearly visible, but they're grayed out, indicating to me that this is a separate instance and that you cannot see inside the building. Just like how people in other instances are represented with NPC ships, uh, in my fleet carrier so if I'm in my fleet carrier and you're in I'm in PC mode and you're in PlayStation mode and you come to land I don't see you because you're in PlayStation mode but they do put in a NPC ship that looks is the exact same type of ship as your ship and it comes in and lands on the same landing pad so to, I don't know to keep continuity well I think it's going to be the same way you won't be able to see in the bar but people inside of the bar, if they look out and you're coming in and docking in a beluga, they'll see a beluga fly by that is an NPC ship that's representing your ship. They'll see it fly by just as you do. Again, I can't help but notice that the Cobra speed indicator doesn't have any Chevron showing forward movement. Um, how old is this footage? Like. How long have they been 
they've they've clearly been working on this for a while and 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 had it either that or for some reason they're using some dev build that doesn't have the chevron indicators i, I don't i don't know three minutes and 50 seconds in on-screen footage back to the opening shot again with the shady brown leathers guy talking to the woman at the table gray leathers looking away from the window arms crossed guy looking outside and the dude seated on the sectional with his data slate all of these markers are in place from the other vantage points helping to lock in the scene the only variable is the commander looking at the cobra flying overhead p.s the cobra that he's looking at they're capturing this awesome footage by having the Cobra fly right by at the expense of the guy totally blowing his landing. He was supposed to land on pad 12, way behind the bar and to the left. Like, he wasn't even supposed to fly over the bar. But whatever. It was good footage, so we'll let it go. Three minutes and 57 seconds in. Pierce Jackson, game director. And that really has always been at the heart of Elite. It's not the game we're telling you how to play. It's the game that you're creating your own story in. We're really looking forward to seeing how our players take that story forward and how they develop it. All right, at the four minute mark, on screen, back again to the main concourse, lower level, but this time from the view right as you exit from what I presume to be the hangar sort of door access area, and you first walk your first steps into the uh, that central concourse. There's a few steps past there. There's a security barricade with what look like our scanners and a posted armed sentry, which makes no sense whatsoever to me because all God's chillin's got guns up in this joint. It's like an NRA convention. So you can now see that there are two matching stairways on the left and the right side that take you up to the second level if you wish to go to directly to the apex interstellar on the kiosk on the left or the frontline kiosk on the right you can see down the walkway on the frontline uh, side and just make out the round pod sort of doorways from the concept art that I showed before from the interstellar apex interstellar again this could be an elevator this could be a cryopod that you hop into for your quote instant travel to the battle location on the frontline side or your next port of call for the apex side I don't know there's the same guy on the bottom floor on the left side uh, on his data slate uh, being creeped on by the same dude in the armor same people visible on the catwalk same split staircase in the center uh, all lock the scene and it's the same location from a different viewpoint and you can now visualize it having seen various locations from different viewpoints you enter from this viewpoint you must go up any one of the stairways to access the key locations they're all up on the second floor the far left is the apex interstellar kiosk and just before that on the left is the walkway to their back room area with those weird door pod things uh, tucked into the left corner is pioneer supplies along the back on the left side is the bar along the back on the right side is the 
inter-astra car dealership for spaceships. Vista Genomics is tucked in to the far right corner, sort of exactly opposite to the Pioneer Supplies. And your frontline kiosk is on your right-hand side, again, with a walkway to a back area um, that is visible right there in the shot. The only locations that we don't have clear indicators for are the Dropbox, which was in that one concept art. Who knows if it made it to the final whatever or if it's just something that they're not going to show us till later. And uh, that's, you know, sort of a big mystery location for me that I want to know what the hell is it. And then, of course, the door to the hangar area, which they have yet to show. And the very last thing that they show you is awesome, sexy looking footage of that Cobra sitting there in the hangar area. And I wonder why they showed that. Specifically, if they say you're not going to be walking around in your ships, why do you show that? Here's a thought. Maybe they show that because you are going to walk up that ramp onto your ship. Maybe you're going to walk into that hangar, walk up that ramp, get to a door, you step in, and it elevators up 10 feet, and you now step out of that door and you are in the cockpit of your ship. Now I understand that they're not doing full ship interiors on launch. I completely get that. But we already have fully rendered cockpits for every last one of the ships that we use. And at the back of that cockpit for every ship, no matter how small it is, even if it's the little old Sidewinder, it's got at least a door some of the bigger ships have two or three doors, but like a door on every ship. So you can walk around right now in your cockpit if you're a VR player. That's already all rendered and done. There's nothing to say that Frontier can't have a situation where you walk around in your cockpit room area, that one area. You access that door and that leads outside of your ship. If that were the case... I still think you get your Neil Armstrong moment because you're walking from the capsule, Neil Armstrong style, cockpit, Elite Dangerous style, to the doorway there that leads to that little, whatever, pod elevator down five feet, 10 feet, whatever, leads, opens up to the top of the walkway and you walk out of your ship and take your first step on the soil that to me still 100% says Neil Armstrong moment well that's it guys I've run out of stuff to tinfoil over I hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll see how much of this turns out to be correct and what other answers we get coming forward if you want to get more details and more information about all of this we're going to be covering all of this in our panel discussion on uh, Friday Night's Elite Week. And you can get input from the rest of the cast as well. Hope to see you.